Hello, and welcome to a subscription box light episode on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayo. In this episode, I will be opening up a subscription box and discussing the contents. Before we get going on this episode, quick little behind-the-scenes note. For the episodes I do with my sister, I use a Zoom H5. This is a handheld recorder. The reason I mention this is I use this device when we go to conventions, like the one we did recently in Dallas. So I've got to, you know, unplug everything, take it up there, etc., and then plug it back in when we get home. And when I do that, there are knobs in there for how loud the volume is, and sometimes those move and stuff. When I got it back home and set it back up where we watch uh, television and do the box lights, I didn't double check that the the volume knob hadn't gotten uh, misset, and it did on my side, substantially so. And we recorded a number of clips, uh, including this episode, and I've since tried to fix the audio as best I can. I think you can pretty much make out what I'm saying, but it is not audio quality I'm happy with. But it is either that or try to re-record the episode and just normally that doesn't work out as well. So I just wanted to kind of, you know, apologize for the poor audio quality in this episode. I think if you go back over the other 1100 and some odd episodes I've done, you'll note that normally it's much better quality than this. So with that, let's get going. The recorder in front of me now has the volume set properly for my audio channel. You are so picky. I'm probably going to put this clip at the front, or the, uh, I'm going to put the good clips in the front, and then a little ways through, the audio quality on my side is going to go pretty bad. I apologize for that, but I think we've gotten the problem squared away. Okay, the package in front of me now is from Artifacts. This is uh, the one that frankly looks like a meal ready to eat for like astronauts or something it's that's what i was thinking like a a reflective foil bag or whatever uh but this is the one that is the t-shirt we signed up for this at c2e2 we did and they said at the time that the base price was i believe nine dollars quote for the shirt and then or like 9.95 or something yeah plus shipping plus shipping and they were very clear on we're going to charge each person realistic shipping not just a blanket nationwide shipping charge yeah if it's cheaper to ship to you than other people you'll get charged less than the people it costs more to ship to yeah and the first one came out about 14.95 and we thought well that's typical shipping charge no big deal i noticed the last two have billed at 12.95 which really, given it's just a package, and they're being very wise in how they're handling shipping from my perspective. Well, and even at $15 out of pocket, if it's a good t-shirt, and they tend to be good quality, whether you like the designs and other matter, that's not a bad price. But at like $12, it gets even better. Yeah. So it's one that's a pretty quick thing to, to open up and go through, as you'll find out in a second. But it does seem to be a good value, and so far they've had good shirts. Yeah. So shall we see how they did this time? Yes, please. Charcoal gray? Not quite black? Or navy blue? It is... I'm going to go with charcoal gray. Okay. Black panther? It, yeah, good good call. Ooh. It's a black panther, and I mean black, black panther, head and like the, the necklace kind of teeth on a dark gray shirt. And it feels like... 
I mean, there's some parts of it that are reflective, other parts that are kind of a matte finish or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a very kind of uh, understated sort of a shirt. In other words, at night, I don't think you could tell what it is. I'll agree with that. But I like the reflective on the mat. Uh, it kind of highlights aspects of his face. Mm-hmm. The fact that I could recognize it was Black Panther, and I don't know my characters. Well, and you did that quickly. I was I was impressed by that. It's a nice shirt. Um, I'm questioning how it would have looked on a lighter gray or a more contrasting t-shirt, but I think this is appropriate and it's cool. Um, this is one that uh, it's also tagless. One of the things I noticed at the uh, Dallas convention where I was wearing a couple of t-shirts with tags is most of the shirts I wear are tagless, and I've gotten used to that. Yeah. But this is one that uh, I may end up taking to San Diego Comic-Con or something. Yeah. I think this really kind of captures that that heart of Africa coming out of the you know, incognito in the jungle type aspect for the character for yes, me. Yes, there is a blend into the background, and yeah. It's a cool shirt. I like it. Um, and again, 12 13 bucks. Hard to go wrong with this. Yeah. So, very happy with that. Okay, the box in front of me now is not a subscription box, but since we've had some technical difficulties, I figured we'd throw in one or two extra things because I think they're worth talking about. Um, the box in front of me now is something I bought from Think Geek. For uh, about $150? Yeah, roughly. And yes, it was extravagant, but it was kind of cool. We'd seen it last year at San Diego Comic-Con, and I'm like, I I think I need this. It is the Star Trek, the original series, Phaser Universal Remote Control. It is um, about 9 inches by about 7.5 by about 2.5 inches, and it is... A, I think, uh, screen quality and certainly screen accurate phaser. Now, I will say there's a reason I avoid the Think Geek website. Besides going broke, what would that be? No, no, going broke. That's the reason. One of the things I really enjoyed about this was it comes in a, uh, like a, a Starfleet looking phaser case. Yeah. You know, it would have been nice if it had maybe a handle or something. But it looks like something that you would, you know, hit one of the buttons on the the wall, the panel would pop out of the way, you'd pull this out, and it's your standard issue phaser. I was going to vote you could throw it in your carry-on. Well, it also does give it a good travel capability. And it would not surprise me to see some of these at conventions um, as, as oops, props. It's hard to open the damn thing, though. And I've, all right, I haven't charged this up. All right. So, it's a form-fitting case. Uh, the phaser comes in a couple of parts. It's got the the grip part of it um, that you screw into the handle. It also comes with a uh, uh, period-accurate uh, 21st century screwdriver, so you can actually screw the handle into the rest of the phaser, which I am doing as I speak. That's very thoughtful of them, actually. Because while some assembly required, it's nice that they provide the tools. Now, it looks like it's going to look like an original series phaser, but almost like a, a next-gen-ish phaser kind of pops off. Um, It's got the standard kind of handheld, you know, pistol-looking phaser. But then you're right. It's got the smaller, I forget if it's called the Type 1 phaser, that uh, works solo. 
um, but also fits into the uh, the main device. And it holds a charge for a really long time. That's very cool. Uh, it's USB chargeable. Uh, it comes with a, a cable. The other thing, and this I thought was a stroke of genius, it's got a, um, a, a stand that's got, you know, USS Enterprise star f- standard issue phaser written on it. And it's mag, it's, it's heavy, so it stays bolted, not bolted, but, uh, stays on your desk. But it's magnetic and it holds the phaser upright. Nice. So you could have the phaser pointed at the door to your office. Or at your TV, because again, it's a, it's a remote. Um, picky, picky. But it's something that just as a display piece yeah. looks pretty cool. It does. Um, and it's, it's got a little bit of heft to it. I don't think I screwed the handle in quite all the way. There we go. That's better. Um, it's got the adjustability uh, on the, the front uh, barrel or whatever. I was going to say, I shouldn't call that a nozzle. No, it's not a nozzle. Um, it's got the dial on the side for the intensity that you can turn up and down. Or actually, no, that's the open it up so you can see the, the phaser crystal or whatever. Got it. The setting is the... Oh, it's... Sorry. Obviously, I failed my Starfleet training. Um <laughs> It's the dial on the back, um, which goes, you know, from a, a zero s- setting to a, a UHF nine. We start at zero. We don't get much. We go to a one, a two, three. And as it's getting different sounds, we're getting different color lights out of the front. So four. And because we're not charging for this podcast, we are not worried that Paramount or CBS will feel we are in violation of their fan film guidelines. One, it's not a film. Two, we're promoting one of their licensed (laughs) products. And three, if that's a problem, I'm turning the phaser around and shooting. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, But up to six, seven. I have no idea if this sound's coming over onto the audio or not. Um, You can re-record if it isn't. I don't want it to be too loud either is the problem. Yeah, I agree. But it is nine different sounds. Oh, oh it has an overload. That's funny. Hey, can't you like use that to blow up the Enterprise? Yeah. I think I just did. Ooh, and it goes through most of a rainbow of colors. Yeah. That is very cool. Whichever setting you have when you take... Uh, have it on, so let's go down to lower settings. Will that be what the handheld stays on when you pull it out? Yes. I think I've got it on one now. So now you push the release button there uh, at the back of the thing, and you've got um, just the handheld thing. Uh, the, the smaller, again, looks like the, the um, remote control size kind of tiny phaser they used in Next Gen. Uh, you can pop up the grill... Oh, and you've got practice mode, uh, if you set it to a certain thing, to where it's a gesture-based remote control. So you fire and kind of flick the thing to the left or the right. Um, so it's it's kind of crazy. So you can set the controls, you practice the controls, and then you could just have a cosplay mode, essentially. Wow. Um, they put a lot of thought into thought. it. What was the thing? There's a way to fire. Oh, the button's on the bottom. That's what it is. There we go. That's that's how to fire the damn thing. Um. So I expect to see. Damn it. 
It doesn't like me. Hang on. What am I doing wrong on this? I'm trying to get the thing back in. But you're hitting the button on the bottom as you slide it back in. Yeah, apparently. And I know you're aiming at your sister every time. Sorry. I expect to see this show up at, at conventions just for Trek cosplayers. Yeah. Because it looks uh, amazing. It's got, kind of if you feel it, it's got a little bit of heft to it. Yeah, it does. So it's not just a cheap plastic toy. It's an expensive plastic toy. Um. But for the theming, I think they did an outstanding job. Um, and I haven't, I'm trying to remember when I first got it, I played around using it as the, the TV remote or not. I don't think so. I don't think we did. But I can also see people at the convention going by some of the booths that have the TVs and just shooting them off or something. That'd be funny. Um, so if you're into Trek and you're looking for kind of a, a cool looking, uh, phaser or whatever, uh, particularly if you want a, a nice quality one for a cosplay or whatever, um, or just to sit on your desk and have it look cool, this totally fits the bill. Um, again, about 150 bucks, not cheap, um, but it's got all of the the sounds you would expect. Um, so it's uh, definitely show accurate. He says trying to take the get the handle. Unscrewed. I don't think they use a modern screwdriver on the show. That's your problem. Shows off the air. That's my problem. Just helping from a so, safe distance. I ordered this. We saw this in the corner of the Think Geek booth. They had a guy in full Starfleet uniform uh, showing it off. And it's like, okay, that looks cool. Ordered it from the website because we knew it wasn't going to be available for a while. And I'd rather just place the order online and uh, give the credit card to the person and hassle with all that on the show floor. It also let me kind of think about it for a bit. Um, I was a little disappointed at the other conventions we went to, because I think Dallas had uh, a Think Geek booth and they didn't have any sign of this stuff. I think you're right. Um, but the fact that it comes with a form-fitted case, so everything can travel safely or whatnot, uh, again, they just went all out on the, uh, the presentation of it. Both form-fitted and themed. Form-fitted, themed, etc., yeah. yeah. So I thought this was really cool. Uh, certainly not for everybody. If you're not into Star Trek, well, uh, oh well. Um, if you don't have 150 bucks to, to throw at this, I can understand that too. It might be available on Amazon, in which case if you receive Amazon gift certificates, save them up. Just a thought. True. I, it might be. I haven't checked. So I thought it was cool. And I just, since we had some technical difficulty on later parts of this episode, I thought we'd just kind of toss that in as a, an extra bonus. I like it. Anything else on this one? Nope. Okay, this other box I've got in front of me now is another thing I ordered from Think Geek. Uh, this one just came, so we're going to be unboxing it for the first time, whereas the phaser I've had for... Quite a while. Quite a while. Many star dates. Many star dates. Um, this box is about... Eight and three quarter inches by about, oh, we'll say five and a half by about two inches. And it is the Star Trek, the original series Bluetooth communicator. It's got the uh, Trek 50th anniversary logo on it. And it is a uh, Bluetooth handset for your phone. Um, it is highly accurate. It's created from 3D scans of some of the hero props uh, they were able to get. This was supposed to come out... Gosh, I'm going to say beginning of the year, maybe, I mean, long time ago, 
but there were some delays. And I think part of it is they just needed to do some more scans of some of the hero props that had survived in good condition get the thing to where it's like as 100% accurate as they could make it. Well, and they advertised that it would have actual flip action uh, connection for the calls. And the flip thing, I think, was one of the things that was tripping them up, is to get it to where it flips open the way you would expect. I was going to say gracefully, because I think that's something a lot of people will do. Oh, yeah. You can't get something like this and not say, hey... Look at this, and then flip the thing open and call somebody. Yeah. Um, so we've got a uh, set of instructions that I'm going to ignore momentarily while I see if I can. Oh, it's. Oh, that's. Uh, it looks like a pouch. Ah, that would make sense. A protective pouch for it. Complete with a Star Trek emblem on it, so you know it's official. It's a. Yeah. Uh, USS Starfleet standard issue uh, communicator. Um, it's a pouch for it, but what it doesn't have... Is a belt loop? Is a belt loop. Yeah. Or a belt clip. But something to protect it in your pocket. Now, the phaser had a plastic bag around the, uh, the, the case. This just has, like, shrink wrap. Or had shrink wrap. It's now out of the way. Um, this is a darker... Uh, case. The other one was kind of a, a light grayish kind of a thing, gunmetal gray almost. Well, and the other one seemed uh, flatter. This one seems to have some some bumps and textures to it, so it might be harder to stack things with and on top of. Mm. But again, it's this is the USS Enterprise and CC seventeen oh one standard issue communicator, whereas the other was just a Starfleet phaser. So I don't recall the other ships having different communicators. All right, there we go. But again, a tight-fitting, well-packaged. Tight-fitting and a little hard to open the cases. This is got a uh, case with the Bluetooth. uh, The USB cord? The USB cord's in here and such. Let me see how this... Okay, I see what's going on. So let me open up this real quick. All right, so we've got a metallic uh, silver plate or whatever. We've also got... I'm not entirely sure how this is going to fit in. It, it's basically a two-part stand that you put together. And, yeah, I see how it goes. I just don't know how easy it is to get apart. So I don't want to put it together just yet. Unless, oh, I see how this pushes in to yeah. release. It's got a release button. So you kind of hook the front in, and then it sets down. So you've got the two parts that, that go in separately in the case. And it gives you a magnetic stand. For the uh, communicator. So it, too, can sit on your desk and, and look cool. Um, it's also got in there the USB cable. Obviously, since I've just gotten this, I haven't charged it. Um, now, in fairness, with the phaser, I charged that. I don't remember when. Uh, like, maybe last year. Now, on the off chance it arrived with some charge, you want to try flipping it? Uh, the flip open works well. Okay. I'm pushing buttons and nothing's happening, so. No charge. That's fine. I just. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Sometimes things arrive with the charge. Um, it looks exactly like I think you would expect Kirk or Spock's to to look. Um, I think there's a little bit of a practice of the hand motion to flip the thing open. Um, it's I was expecting this to turn a little for tuning, and it doesn't seem to. The yeah, the compass-like aspect, the circle thing in the middle with the moray pattern. It's got three lights. It's got a little, I guess, mesh for the speaker, two buttons. We go through 
the instruction booklet real quick. It gives instructions on, okay. The Morris spinner isn't going to turn because that's the speaker for speaker mode. Ah. Nice. Good to know. So only the right-hand button on the communicator is a five-way jog switch. That's interesting. So yeah, it's, it's essentially a mini joystick. And it says don't do that with the uh, left button. It, it, it won't work. Mm. And it may damage the switch. Um, yeah, and that's the mic to the left of the two buttons. They should have made both be um, five-way jog switches, even if the other one didn't use that functionality. Yeah. Just so you don't accidentally damage it. You can charge it through the... Um, stand. Through the stand, because the, the USB thing plugs into it. It's got instructions for powering up, powering down. It connects, obviously, through your mobile phone. You can use it while unpaired or not connected, presumably just for the uh, funky uh, cosplay-type stuff. Mm. Tells you how to make a call, receive a call, play music. Um, it would be a funny, basically an MP3 speaker on your desk. Yeah, that would be funny. Especially if you had uh, Star Trek soundtracks playing out of it. It also has a button-pressing guide for uh, getting some of the sound effects. It's supposed to have 20. It's got Uhura doing a couple of things. You know, Enterprise Bridge, yes sir. A couple from Spock, a couple from Sulu. Uh, from Scotty, even Starfleet, some special effects, McCoy, uh, nothing from Chekhov. Hmm. Not surprising. Um, so at some point I'll have to, to plug this in and, and play around with it. Um, I know somebody at work who's a, uh, definite Star Trek geek. Um, and this is the sort of thing I'm that in the phaser. I think he just loved to, to play with. Very cool. So obviously we're not, since I haven't had it charged, we're not going to show off the sound effects or whatnot. But just, um, it's got about the level of, of weight you would expect. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, and it fits in the palm of your hand. Yeah, and the, the flip open seems to work pretty well. Um, so it looks good. Again, I was expecting um, the, the dial to turn, but it makes sense for it not to. Um, and the, the five-way rocker switch on the right is interesting. It just seems like I'm going to have problems remembering, is it the right one or the left one that does that? Yeah. So, very cool. Uh, obviously, um, not cheap. There we go. Getting the base apart to put everything back into the uh, storage mode. The fact that they've got that whole thing set up uh, for, for travel, uh, like taking to the office or whatever, I think is really cool. Yeah. I think they should have gotten it to where the uh, instruction booklets would have fit inside the case. Yeah. But that's just me. So this was uh, another not-so-cheap toy, but again, it was. Uh, these are some of the big purchases I kind of made around the time of Comic-Con last year. This one just had some delays uh, with them getting it produced to their satisfaction, and from what I'm saying, it was worth the wait. I agree. So anything else? I think that does it. We're now going to return to the proper sequence of boxes as they came in. And as we do that, we will return you to the craptacular audio quality that we've had on those previous clips. Again, for which I apologize. Okay, the box I've got in front of me now is the Firefly Cargo Crate from Quantum Chance and Crew. This is the Jane uh, box. Let's be bad guys, I believe. They tend to subtitle theirs. Sure, we'll go with Let's Be Bad Guys. Okay. 
It is uh, 11 inches by uh, about seven and a half by about five and a half. And so costs 25 $25. Okay. So good size box. Yeah. Uh, a little bit uh, crunched. Not majorly, but uh, the, the part that's the maximum is a little lower than one might expect. Mm. And given that it's not full packed, I think that's part of why. Yeah. There's uh, an inch. At least an inch. Maybe two. Inch and a half. Yeah. They could have done an inch and a half shorter box, not that they necessarily didn't know them at a time. But yeah. And it might have, again, it didn't seem to, well, as far as I know, it hasn't damaged anything. Yeah. But uh, we'll find out. All right. First up, we have the uh, orange loot crate shirt. It uh, has a, a pie symbol and pie looking symbol. It's not pie, but it's a dead fish. It's, I have no idea what this is. I'd have to look it up. It's the orange that they used in the uh, Serenity logo, and it's one of Jane's shirts. Okay. It's got a symbol that's got, it looks almost kind of like a pie symbol with some of those cream type stuff on it. And spikes around it, so I, yeah, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, icon, exactly. But it's something that I think we're decent uh, firefly flan. Firefly. That's Pieces. why they call it flan. Firefly fans. Wow, that's hard. Yes. Uh, and I have no idea what that is. If somebody, if I'd seen somebody wearing that at Comic Con, I would have no clue it was firefly. But if we'd seen the show or the movie more recently, we probably would. And we probably should see the show more recently. This we should. We talked about uh, both the podcasting series and the, yeah. the movie, maybe all in one. It's been too long. It has, but finding the time to watch the 13 episodes <sighs> in a two-hour movie is not easy. All right, this is a Firefly Cubits PVC figure. It could be uh, only one of the bunch. You can open this up, and uh, I'm assuming it's changed since that's... It's not that though, and it's because it's a mystery. Oh, I it's sure broken. The, I don't think it's broken. I just think it's not on the sand. Oh, the the sand, yeah. Um, yeah, they've got pegs for the feet. Oh. So okay. It is um, Kaylee. So I think they've got places for the oh, two horns, two pegs. There we go. Okay, and she says shiny on the bottom. I thought. Did I imagine it? No, don't know you're seeing that. Oh, maybe I saw the cubits and thought it was saying shiny at this distance. Yeah, it's not. <sighs> um, we got some amazing other ones. I don't know if we open the other ones or not. I don't think we opened the other ones. We may have to go through those. Normally, I don't open all these things, but it's like, you know, I'm assuming we're going to get one of each over time. Uh, some characters from this. All right. Um, next up, we've got the QMX Master Shooter for Jane Cobb. I think we get one of those each time. Yes, and what I like is it's got a nice box with a good picture on it. He's got his Jane hat on. And uh, Vera the gun. Yes, of course. So pretty classic uh, look. Yeah, I know that shirt. That's the shirt with the gun also. Yeah. You can go. Uh, next up, we've got a steel flask, flask for Firefly, and uh, Thrilling Horrors Run. Yeah. That's Jane cute. Cobbs, uh, just like Mama Cobb used to make. Mm, that's cute. That's funny. Nice. You get good value with these boxes. Well, yeah, and it's well themed. Yeah. This is one where I know a few other places like uh, Superhero stuff tend to have the boxes where you can order them loaded. Mm. Uh, this is one where they could consider that. Yeah, definitely. Somebody discovers this six months from now that, oh, Jane's their favorite character. Yeah. 
Alright, next up, we've got a Let's Be Bad Guys pin with uh, Zero the Gun. So, we're right about the thing. Mm. We've got a coin with Hiro Okansan. I was uh, wondering if it was from his little town. Yeah, it is. It's got his face and everything. I don't know if the coin is in the show, but it's... I like it's, that. It's, it's a cool idea nonetheless. It is. Now, on the outside of the box, they had used a sticker to seal it. Nice. And they actually give us the planned sticker. Nice. Uh, birthplace of uh, Mother's Mill, Jamestown, Kingdom, Kaylee's box has sticker also. This, let see if I can open this, is a, uh, I think it's the one of the poster for Jane. Nice. And it's very attractive. Um, it's a little bit bigger than the box was, so it kind of bowed a little. That's one where I think if they had uh, done the dimensions just a little bit better, it would have been nice. And then we also get the Can't Stop the Signal uh, magazine, the Hero of Canton edition, a um, couple of articles, uh, some people with uh, the big game grand prize ring, whatever they got. It looks like a fairly good size uh, Firefly ship. Nice. How to Make Mother's Milk, um, Brown Coats. What's in the box? Yeah, the What's in the Box thing. And Booker Kill is the little figure of Robinson. Mm. Um, Dead Fish t shirt. That's what it was. And then um, a couple of behind the scenes books. Nice. So, kind of cool. I like these boxes. Again, the box itself looks to be the cargo bay of, uh, of Serenity. Kind of a nice little thing. Um, nice. Actually, one of the things that would be cool for them to do would take a little bit of planning, a little ingenuity, but something where imagine if you got kind of uh, like postcard or cardstock kind of things, either furnishing here and here, and say you got James one this time. And it made the bunk? I made there, something to where over time uh, you build up the ship. That'd be nice. And it's something you could do, I think. If, with a little ingenuity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, I think, a good value. It's got some good stuff. Uh, again, these that are more tightly tuned, I tend to be liking a bit better. Yeah. So, this one's still on the list for, for a while. Yeah. When they get to where they may loop back on the characters again, that's at that point. But we've still got, uh, let's see, this is our third box. So, we've got at least... Uh, is this our third or our second? I remember Kaylee. Anyway. I thought we got one on Zoe. Oh. We've got a while before they circle yes. back. That's my point. Yes. Anything else on this box? Nope. Okay. Okay, the box in front of me now is the Threads box by Z-Box. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, you know, 11 and a half inches by... Seven and a half inches by almost three inches, a little less than one inches. This is another one where um, gravity, I think, uh, through the aid of some heavier box on top of it. It is a British box that came from Spain. It had a long, hard journey to get to you. It is that hard. Um, yes. It, uh, it's a $15 box. All we know is it'll have a t-shirt and a book. 
Well, and this is one of the things with these things having these cardboard boxes and stuff, which is about all I expect. But they are somewhat crushable depending on yeah. what the road is. Not a big deal if it's nothing's damaged with just a book and a t shirt. Kind of hard for it to get even close to the smash. That's very true. So, alright. Uh, how much did you think this one was again? 15. 15, you said. That's right. I, you want me to pay attention. Well, no, it's just I always figure with this one that either the shirt or the book should make us feel like we probably got decent value. But well, it is one of those things. We only two items. It's going to be a quick one to go through. Yes, a quick one to assess. But you're right. If either is a hit, we're good. Yeah, that's my thinking. And if it gets to where they're not, we stop. All right, opening it up, starting with the uh, t-shirts, which is black and upside down. Yeah, there we go. There's the top. Um, it is, I think, a Terminator. Hmm. Um, battle scene? Battle scene. We're looking over kind of the shoulder of uh, some people with guns shooting towards what looks like the Terminators with the big kind of hands on things. Yeah. I kind of like it. Um, not something that uh, screams out Terminator necessarily, but once you realize the guy getting choked by a metal hand and stuff like that, you realize what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's an attractive shirt with some, I'm not sure I would put that much pinkish purple on a shirt, but... Yeah, but if I were to, to pick a Terminator shirt, something which just said to be in Salazar. Yeah. That's, that's what I would call it. But, you know, not bad. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, the book, All the Birds in the Sky by Charlie Jean Anders. A uh, very huge cocky and cover with a lot of birds, kind of obscuring the text. Dazzling, profound, wondrous, according to Charlie. Titan books. Not and, a book I've heard of. Yeah, I say, not a book I've heard of. Patricia's a wish to be rich. That can communicate with animals, lines as an ad scientist in the middle of the two second time machines. Teenagers they gravitate towards one another, sharing the world's growing with word, uh, that allows us to take a different path. That's the first paragraph. So we want to go on to the next. Um the mix of, of magic and science and a two second time machine. It's the two second time machine that has me worried. What can you fix in two seconds? Can you even get to the time machine in two seconds? Yeah. Yeah. I think we did better with the shirt than the book. I think we did better with the shirt than the book. But all is not lost. Truly. We actually get a comic in this. Oh. Uh, it's the first issue of Empress uh, from Mark Millar, uh, Stuart Eminem. This is uh, a book I've read, a comic I've read. Basic premise, uh, intergalactic uh, empire. Uh, she was, you know, the dancer of the nightclub kind of level. Becomes like the, the wife of the intergalactic, you know, emperor or whatever, uh, has some kids years later and says, well, this isn't working out too well. I'd rather go back to dancing at the nightclub? I'd rather leave and take the kids with me before we get killed by this guy. Hmm, okay. And it's kind of very stupid Oh, that's excellent. Um, so like it's that. got somebody who's kind of the bodyguard slash, I don't see the Han Solo type, you know what I mean? He's not yes. But he's the... It's got some interesting stuff. Uh, Martin Law usually does some pretty good uh, stories. He, I much wanted to gather Angelina Jolie. Oh, yes. That's one we should do an episode on. Okay. That was one of his earlier properties. Okay. So he does a lot of things that are very geared towards uh, potential needles. Uh, Kings and the Secret Service is another one of his properties. I'm trying to think. Uh, there are a couple others. Okay. Um, so, it's a good pick, um, but for me, I already had the comic, the book's not too interesting, I'm sure it's so-so, so... So, 
hard choice if we continue another month or not, because it's not a huge win so far. We've gotten one book I wanted to read slash was curious about out of it, and one slightly decent shirt. Okay. This one's not a must-drop, but also not a must-keep. Yeah. It's kind of on that... Uh, that Probationary list. Yeah. Okay. So, done with this one? Done. Okay, the box in front of me now is the sci-fi block. This is the one that comes with three sci-fi properties, and I didn't look it up this month. I don't think I knew we picked this month. I can look it up, maybe. Okay. This is um, about 11 and a half inches by 9 inches by 4 four inches. Alright, and this is a rough month for shipping. It was. This one's just under $30 once you count in shipping. A sci-fi block like Nerd Block officially comes out of Canada, so the shipping's a little higher. Okay, so with the first one, which I think it ran in by We've got a Pop Vonner Independence Day 300, a David Levinson figure. I think that's just going characters. I think so. It's not the Will Smith character, not the movie. Because this is an Independence Day, um, well, that's hard to read. <laughs> My poor brother. I've got a, a flashlight that helps shine light. It's, uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Now, just in, in fairness to my apparent blindness, Independence Day is about two inches wide, very world. Underneath that is the resurgence, also about two inches wide. But that thing is like an eighth of an inch tall and very tiny thin font. Something if you put up on a banner at a movie theater at like, you know, Brazilian Peter, something you could read. <laughs> but that's almost invisible. I agree. That is not playing for that's that's bad um bad design. Bad uh, They wanted you to feel your age. It makes the original movie seem that much more dated. Again, not bad, but you know, it's just a, a dude with glasses, gray hair, and whatnot. Um, they wanted you to feel your age. <laughs> the point is, it's not an iconic looking character. Ah, okay. So, uh, if, if I just saw this sitting on somebody's desk, I would have absolutely no idea what property it was for. It was just a character. I'll agree with that. And it's not a false of the pop figure. The figure looks nice. That's true. But, you know, you get, like, a Martin Fly, you get a, a superhero, you get, you know, something bad. It's, oh, that's who that is. It's yeah. obvious. Okay, the t-shirt is blue. It is by Shirt Punch. It is Jurassic Pops. Uh, kind of, uh, if Jurassic Park was a serial. Um, 65 million years in the making. Certified with Dino DNA. Free bone inside. Um, and it is... Oops. Sorry. Um... Hammond's Jurassic Pops. I wasn't sure if it was a Kellogg's type thing, but it's a shirt by shirt punch. And what I like is it's also got a 10% discount code uh, on there. You can get the cool shirts. Very true. So, one of the things I do like is good quality shirts. Um, next up is a Cafe 80s, an opening from 1985 uh, coaster set. Um, Cafe 80s, presumably from Back to the Future. Ah, that makes sense. So around the team with those things. So the uh, property so far, Independence Day, Back to the Future. Um, aliens is another one. We've got Aliens versus uh, Colonial Marines. Aliens are 
like those little uh, army figures and such, except, uh, well, those are the green ones, the, uh, the black ones are the ones. Okay, there's a flashback to your childhood. This is something that if you were doing a movie and flashback to the 50s, yes. sneaking this in place of, it would actually just be kind of funny because it would fit the period yeah. of the sci-fi monster type stuff of the day, but also be suitably anachronistic. Yeah. Um, so kind of cool. Next up, we've got uh, Comic Box Exclusive, Battlestar Galactica, Dynamite One-Shot, and... This is an issue I don't think I've got, actually. I'm going to bag for just a second and see if I can identify what it actually is. This is a Battlestar Galactica comic block exclusive one-shot. I think this was actually a comic that's showing fans, if I don't know if it's going to do this. But it's promo on Battlestar Galactica, the Colin Bunn is doing the, the Alex Inches and Arc that's coming out in August, exploring uh, the classic series. Uh, but I think this is like a promotional thing or original to this box. To uh, this. Not a story I could have otherwise gotten. To this box or to this company? Because uh, this is sci fi block. A comic block exclusive? I don't know. So, comic block may be one of the other boxes that Nerd Block and Sci Fi Block are partnered with because this is a sci fi block. According to the box, they have sci fi block. I was thinking you can listen to the other ones about it, right. So you're right, I think it is unique to the company, not to this box, but it is still something, um... Very cool, but I'm just wondering if they did it for all of, or use leftovers in others of the blocks that Nerd Block Company puts out, which is very smart. Well, what gives me is, it's not just a cover I didn't have, uh, or a comic I didn't have, it's a comic I couldn't have otherwise had. Yeah, and it's a great promotion for their comic block. Because realizing that their comic block gets exclusive comics is interesting. Even if it is just an 8-page, 16-page, less than 22-page item. One of the things that came out through John Centris' Wolverine is he was uh, talking with the new level of Batman comic. Apparently the first issue was like 250,000 units. Which my first thought is that's quite a bit more than uh, DC Universe Reader's number one did. And it makes me wonder if we're going to see it in these boxes, or if it's in some box we're not getting. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Alright, we've got these, so I want to make these here. I'm going to put the flat items down at the bottom to see if I can get them here. And yet they're flatter for it. Yes, they are. This is a, uh, it's like a lithograph made of time machine out of a delirium, and it is like a, um, how was the, um, the artist named those, Again, this sort of she's I'm in black and uh I don't know if you see who this is inspired by. Big name graphic designers and stuff, uh like another Monroe with different colors and stuff. It's basically oh. the same image Warhol? Andy Warhol, thank you. Uh-huh. It's the same image of the glory and just in different colors with different backgrounds and stuff. The, uh, Andy Warhol is, is exactly what I was trying to think of the film. So I can't even pass that part of the pop culture course. <laughs> It's a good thing I can read your mind at times. Scary, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this is a $10 credit for Shirt Punch. What's interesting is this is a $10 credit. We also have a $10, like 10% off from the shirt. So, mm. And Shirt Punch is uh, part of the same website, I think, as yeah. Nerdblock. Yeah. So. Um, once again, we get another... Um, uh, Mom will now accept another one of these boxes of food. 
she doesn't like honey fresh. She doesn't like the fact that we're offering her raw ingredients to cook for us. Oh. <laughs> Have you checked out the website? Is there anything we would actually cook or eat? I haven't checked out the website. I just found out that giving our mother two of them was plenty. All right. All right. Uh, we should check out the website or something. We should. All right, now we're down to the postcard type stuff. We have a uh, factory entertainment, 15% off for Roblox subscribers. We have products from Marvel, DC, Back to the Future, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, etc. Um, another website you should check out. The answer key for this has the independent state of surgeon's search for more senior David Livingston Funko Pop, and then an entire print on the back. The Jurassic Pops t-shirt, the Williams vs. Queen's Iron Man, the exclusive Battlestar comic, the Back to the Future full-pack coaster set, and the Back to the Future DeLorean heart print. That was the pictures before. So, July, Sci-Fi Block is bringing a paranormal item from Ghostbusters, presumably the new Ghostbusters, and also bringing items from NASA and Star Trek. Now, that's kind of tempting. NASA so, and Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. Star Trek Beyond is going to be in July. Uh, NASA is just NASA. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I wouldn't say this had anything that really kind of totally knocked it out of the park, but the comic was cool. Some of the other stuff was fine. Um, so, this was a $29.99. Once you factor in shipping. I think next time, um, after we get the next block uh, box, we, uh, we should... Reassess. Yeah. This wasn't good enough to keep it on the list, but not bad enough to say, oh, it's got to go. Yeah. Star Trek and NASA are the only reason I'm tempted to say, let's keep it one more month. Okay. Done with this one? Yes, please. Okay, the box I've got in front of me now is the Comic-Con box from Wizard World. This is uh, about 11 and a half inches by 8 and 3 quarters by... Four inches. Um, this costs twenty nine ninety seven, including shipping, and we think the theme is mutations. Which, given that uh, Turtles has come out and X Men's come out, I think so. So mutants. No. <laughs> okay. Um, first up, uh, we've got a uh, Turtles can hunter. A can hunter. It's a cozy little. A very vibrant green with the uh, orange mask. That sounds right. Who knows? It's one of the truths. It's cool. He's making a funny face at you. So, that, I think, is a win. That's something that's going to be popular with a lot of people. Yeah. T-shirt with um, Abraham Lincoln slash Wolverine kind of mashed together, if you will. Uh, it's the Evolver with an uh, X-Men X for the O. And it's, it's imagine... Um, Abraham Lincoln put Wolverine's hair on him, and uh, the claws sticking out from his, his hand, um, which is I think somebody saw uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and got a little carried away. Let's say it's got that kind of vibe to it. It's yeah. not a bad shirt. No, but it's also not a little obvious. bit of a head, head scratcher for me. Yeah, and I'm sure there's somebody oh, it's cool about this. Well, they're fine. Yeah, um, it's a good quality shirt, and I like the image though. Yes, it's just the. The mashups are really pretty fun. Um, we've got from Fallout, we've got uh, Pop Final Fear. This is number 51. It is Super Mutant. Um, I guess Fallout is a video game? Yeah, from Bethesda. And a bunch of different characters we could have gotten and stuff. Such as Vault Boy. 
Yeah, neither do I. Okay, this um, is from Nickelodeon. It's a Teenage Mutant Turtle Water Grow uh, Michelangelo. It goes up to 800% in water. Ooh, you so got a bath toy. It is a turtle shell with a very small, skinny, scrawny looking turtle in it that apparently expands to a much more full size kind of a turtle. You got Michelangelo's origin story. Yeah, it's a dunk it in water and you do it the other. It's kind of a, it's a clever use of a sponge. Yes, it's good for kids. Yeah, absolutely. It takes 14 days. To grow? Yes. Okay, that's black text on a green background in microprints. <laughs> Are you saying I read it wrong? You're saying I'm pulling out the flashlight again. Original size. Three days is at 450%. 14 days. All right, so submerge entire turtle shell in body, room temperature water. It will start to grow in approximately two days' time and achieve full growth in about two weeks. Watch progression of turtle as it grows to 800% its original size. I hope you have patient children who ever tries this. I was going to say, if this is a kid's story, they really have not gauged the attention span of this audience very well. They haven't even gauged my attention span very well. Two weeks, fourteen days, that's... <laughs> I that's a time-lapse film waiting to happen. Yes, it is. I wonder if there's a cheater's method. I don't think so. There's no cheat code for this? I wonder what happens after the fourteen days. Does it take two weeks to shrink back down to the size? Does it never shrink down again? Does it keep growing? What happens if you dehydrate it? Yes. <laughs> Oh, now, aren't you glad I read the package? Two weeks. That's insane. <laughs> it's a really slow time. I, I would do it. I would say it's time last, but I would do it real time. <laughs> All right. We've got a, uh, like a lithograph. We've got a white skull with a cross in the background and a girl with really long legs, uh, kind of anime style with a gun and stuff in the foreground. Is it a cross or a target? Uh, it reminds me of... Um, uh, the, the Daredevil villain, um, uh, Creepy uh, Ben Affleck, um... Electra? No, 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 the villain, the, the one that killed Electra. Oh, a uh, Punisher? No, no, no. Um, what are you thinking of? It's not Deadshot, the DC character, it is, um... Oh! Bullseye. Bullseye. Man, looking on the names, that is just... It's been a long day. Sad. It's all in there somewhere is the problem, it's just pulling it out. Next up, we have a uh, Comic-Con box exclusive cover to the all-new X-Men number 9, uh, featuring um, the all-new X-Men going up against Apocalypse and uh, his, uh, this is Four Horsemen. Um, I'm not sure who the artist is. Frankly, not that great of cover art, particularly the Cyclops, not to my liking. Mm, yeah. Now, the one you had originally pointed out was Beast. This is Iceman. That's uh, the new Wolverine. That's the angel. That's Archangel. That's Apocalypse. We'll stream you up on this adventure. Okay. Um, I don't care for the Iceman on the cover. It's okay, but there's something about the uh, the, the body position, uh, just kind of the weird torso twist away uh. for Cyclops. And it's like his head's a little bit further back than it should be. His arms. Yeah. It feels where his head is and where his torso is. The shoulders are just out of whack. Mm-hmm. It's not horrible, horrible, but it's not something else that, wow, I've got to have that variance. 
but I'm picking that one. How much 25% off everything online? It expires uh, August 31st, so this is actually so good. You get one certification in Times Square in Central Town. I don't last time I checked the comics website. I should definitely check the answer key for this time. It wasn't the implementations. We had the comic book we talked about, the can huggers. Apparently, they had one for each of the different turtles. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know if those are this way. I don't think they were. They're nick.com. Yeah, they're not exclusive. No. That's something I could actually see if you've got a bunch of kids and stuff that are into the turtles. Getting it. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. It, it's a vibrant green. It looks nice. Yeah. Uh, the Funko Pop we talked about. The t-shirt we talked about. Okay, so that's pretty much everything. And then next month, crew of people and suicide mm. because that's the crew they seem to have that kind of um, makes sense crew versus squad i don't know um because it's a little bit they seem to be avoiding actual trademarked licensed keywords that makes sense but i could see not going suicide squad but squad yeah no i get what you're saying um i guess the next question is based on the hit rate of this box are you looking forward to that box or thinking it'll have a low hit rate? Two weeks for the, for the girl. <laughs> I knew we would come back to the two weeks. Um, the comic is a, a non-starter for me because I already had it during the event. The Super Mutant uh, kind of a non-starter. Uh, really, I think the coolest thing in there was the can holder thing. Certainly not worth the 30 bucks just for that. Yeah. Um, tough call. Um, I'm leaning towards this is more on the mm, drop it and keep it list. Yeah. This one seems to have been on inertia. Yes. And uh, I think we kept it for this month because we were hoping for some good X-Men. And I don't feel it delivered on that score. The only X-Men stuff we got was a, a tangentially themed t-shirt. Yeah. Um, which was more Civil War based, if you yeah. that. Um, and the X-Men comic. Next time we could get some stuff, Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, some stuff like that. But um, this is one I think we put on. This is a cut of the box. Yeah. Okay. So this one's up for debate. Yeah. It gets to the point where, in other words, I'm not even saying we necessarily have to get the next box. Yeah. I'm probably will, but this is one that we can cut at this point at any time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Done with this one? Yeah. All right. The box in front of me now is, is really big. It's, it's uh, over 12 inches. Maybe a bigger, bigger ruler for this <laughs> one. Um, by 8 inches, by 6 inches, it is a Z-Box. Another one of the British ones by way of Spain. It costs, when you can do the currency conversion, a little over $32. And Mutant, I think we said, was the theme. Yes. Okay. But nice big size box. They can fit a lot in here, whether they choose to or not, we shall find out. The boxes are getting here faster since they started shipping out of Spain. They're taking about 10 to 12 days. They were taking 30 when they were shipping out of the UK. I wonder if it had to go from Europe, which wouldn't make sense. I mean, we've got an international airport in the UK. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but it they are shipping faster out of oh. Spain. Maybe they've got the ability to assemble the boxes faster there. Could be. Okay, um, starting with the t-shirt. It's a black t-shirt with, like, a pyramid sinks kind of a thing. The top of the pyramid kind of floating apart or whatever, and a bunch of people kind of bowing in front of it. 
this almost has a bit of a starving feel to me if anything. It does. It also, though, reminds me of the end of one of the Marvel movies where we saw the Age four... Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, the four horsemen appearing and stuff. If I felt there was anything here about the four horsemen, yeah, I could see that. I, I'm not sure what they think this is thing uh, does. Yeah. It's a nice, nice image. It's very attractive. Um, they've got a lot of uh, orange and gold colors, kind of a like a bright sun is behind it. You're probably right that it's supposed to be um, Apocalypse from the X-Men stuff. But out of context, it wouldn't take much for the circle uh, on the, the orange thing. You know, we put a couple of, of uh, glyphs or whatever on there, and it's all boom, we've got the Stargate. Yeah, no, I agree. So, nice shirt, but... Slightly ambiguously themed. Yeah. Uh, this is a Disney Infinity 2.0 Hulk. Um, she says a figure is a nice thing. Again, this is part of the player of the game and stuff, which we don't play. So, so it's uh, a good thing. It's a cute figure. Yeah. Um, but again, nice uh, Hulk. Pretty good. Seems massive, kind of giving us the levels we've got the stuff. And then back to showing the reference to the levels. Other one I'd like to get would probably be the uh, Captain Mark. What was the last time? Mm. We have gotten one before. I don't remember what name is, so it might have been uh, Nova. I don't remember. Mm. I the package is opening. Oh, wow. The package is not opening. It is completely ungluing. Just about coming apart. Wow. I just I mentioned. I hadn't noticed that. Given that I was handing you it by the, the, the cardstock thing that was hanging onto it, that's disappointing. Not that it was a collector item or anything of the sort, but again, Shipping, yada, yada, yada. Texas heat. Texas heat. This is a Fabrications Soft Sculpture by Funko. It's number 10. It is the Teenage Raphael. It's a really huge head. It's, it's like a uh, soft plush version of their, uh, of their Funko Pop. It has head articulation, high-quality fabrics, embroidered detail, vinyl accessories like the, uh, the size or whatever. And flat bottom feet for easy display. He's kind of cute. This is uh, very different than the other stuff, but kind of cool looking. You see what I mean in front of it? Okay, he's got red. Okay. Yeah. I can never remember which mask was which one. But they color coded them so you'd know which turtle was which. Red for Raphael makes sense to me, the others not so much. I would say you're getting pretty good uh, dollar value for this box. Um, it's certainly well themed. Um, T-shirt maybe this out. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd consider the Hulk as a nuisance. He's on the table. Yeah. He's crying. Wow. Uh, the book I've got in my hand now is X-Men Season 1. by Dennis Lucas and John McKelvey. Uh, this was a series that they did, and first off, McKelvey's are just terrific. Um, that was kind of the intro point to a lot of the characters. Mm. So this was basically here's an introduction to uh, the classic X-Men. And I believe they uh, had an issue of uh, the then recent uh, Uncanny X-Men issue. So it was kind of a, here's your on-ramp, here's what we're getting kind of going uh, into the current books. A very different approach than with one stuff DC has done. I got this. Um, it's beautiful quality, and it's a hardback that yeah. feels really nice in your hand. Oh, absolutely. And again, Kelby's art is just terrific. He's a, a movie artist. So, um, definitely good value. Again, something I've already got. Uh, 
but uh, to U.S. printing. Yeah, so it had to go from here to there to back. <laughs> now you catch what I'm saying. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but this is also something that uh, stands the chance of getting people who saw the movie. Oh, here's some excellent stuff. Let me know this. Okay, let me. Well, I'm interested in this. Excuse me. So good on it type stuff. Very cool. Uh, we've got the Z-Box magazine. Again, launching. It's got the same image as the t-shirt on the cover here. So I'm assuming we'll get an explanation for it. Um, so flipping through this. Uh, it's got some origins of the Marvel movies and stuff. Um, it's an excellent t-shirt. Okay. Um, no X, no X-Men. Um, it was a t-shirt though. Uh, we got the Disney Infinite Hulk figure. Finishings. They have a house ad for the Threads box. Battle Magneto vs. Shredder. Wow, that's, uh, yeah. that's not good for Shredder. So it's your first initial, uh, first initial in the first line. That gives you a, uh, a power and another one gives you, you know, this is the Z-Box Mutantron 3000. Um, and it tells you what your powers and look would be or whatever. So, like a radioactive, uh, line, something like memory. I'm not sure what that would mean. I have no idea. And does it give next month's theme? Legends. Yeah, see, With I th- Legend of Zelda, I think, is the image. Yeah, and that's my concern. I thought I saw that online, and it seemed to be three, maybe even four, um, game-related graphics, and I... Yeah, I thought I saw maybe Green Arrow among the images, but that was the only one I recognized. They've got good stuff. It's a decent size box for the game, a broker t-shirt, that kind of stuff, but not the uh, incredible hit rate and success. Well, it's why I really feel the need to cherry-pick themes on. Yes, and I think the next one's one with skipping. I think what we need to do on the ones we need to share with is just pay closer attention to what time of the month they post the thing and uh, I need to base it on that. Yeah. Anything else on this one? I think we're done. Okay, the box in front of me now is the Marvel Collector Core box. It is the Union of Power theme. I know that because it's blatantly written on the box. I like boxes like that, I have to say. Uh, this is one it actually does that, I think. It is. This is about 11 and a half inches by a little over 7 inches by about 6 inches. So, good size box. $25 box, I believe? Why, yes, it is. Had to check the notes. I'm trying. So, we're going to open this one up? Yes, please. Oh, on the, the top of it is uh, Spider-Gwen and... Anybody on the bottom? No. So, just Spider-Gwen. They recently did a uh, Spider Women event. They did Spider Gwen, Silk, Spider Woman, other women of power they could do She Hulk, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, uh, She Thor. She Thor, which is just known as Thor. <laughs> well, I was afraid if I said Thor, you'd tell me that Hemsworth is a man. So I was trying here. <laughs> it would be funny for Jennifer Washington from this upon a time. For them to do a kind of a, a female Thor thing, <laughs> since the two of them kind of co-starred together in the uh, well, 2009 Star Trek as the parents of Jim Kirk, it would just be hilarious for her to. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I see where you're going. All right, opening this up, please. Oh, I like this box. It's going to whack you in the face soon. Trying to. All right, let me uh, see if I can patch the pin out. 
easily. I have gotten a scanner been working. I'm impressed. I'm honestly not sure why it's working now. It wasn't before. Uh, but what I need to do is collect all the, uh, the patches and stuff I've got and just get through those. That'd be awesome. Um, this has uh, Kamala Khan Ms. Marvel on the patch. It's kind of vibrant uh, colors and such. Yeah, it is. So someone was telling me that, I guess at Disneyland, there are uh, social clubs kind of decked out, I want to say like biker gangs with jackets full of patches that go around, ride rides together, stuff like that. And I was thinking that, you know, people who have bunches of these patches from the boxes could use them to make some of those jackets. It would be interesting to try to pay attention to Comic Con. Yes. To see if we know some of the patches, the pins, and stuff like that. Funko usually has a booth in the upper left-hand corner of the convention center. I was looking at the map. Hall G, maybe? The Hall G backside, uh, waterside. Yeah. Um, don't know if they're going to be there again. We kind of need to go to sell stuff. They, as we record this, they have posted the, uh, the booth layout and stuff, mm. and most of these. I just haven't read to it. Nearby. The pin this time for the Marvel Collector Court is uh, Spider-Man. So, so far, I've already guessed correctly some of the characters involved. I'm impressed. I did notice on emails we've gotten recently from some of the boxes that subscribers can order past boxes. That makes sense. Yeah. I just think it's subscribers only, mm. which I thought was interesting. Inside of the box top has... Um, <coughs> Has Thor, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, um, Spider-Gwen, and then we'll have to actually open boxes to the rest. But again, I like how the theme is specific to this month, not just a generic box. So I shouldn't tease you about if it's She-Hulk, why isn't it She-Thor? No. Okay. Well, the thing is, She-Hulk never took the place of Hulk. Got it. And She-Thor never got a blood transfusion from Thor. She just stole the hammer. <gasps> Thief! Okay. First up seems to be the answer key. I'm going to set that aside. Picky, picky. T-shirt. It's a gray Funko t-shirt that means... Um, Spider-Gwen, maybe? Yeah, Spider-Gwen. It's actually a nice shirt, nice design. It's um, kind of a dark blue, black kind of line work on a gray shirt. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Some of the shirts we get are just so busy. I was going to say, this is very simple. And yet, very clear what it is. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. We've gotten a few that say, I don't know what this is. Yeah. All right. Next up is Civil War II number one variant edition of the Collector Core uh, variant that has uh, Spider Woman, um, Captain Marvel, Thor, Electra, and what's confusing me is it's the uh, Carol Danvers version of Ms. Marvel, which is funny because. The Carol Danvers Captain Marvel there. But they're done as kind of the Funko Pop, you know, mm -hmm. oversized heads, oversized head version of the characters. So you got Funko Popped comic book. Yeah. Cover. But um, this is going to be in the next set of numbers I go through. Mm. So I'll try to remember that uh, Civil War 2 number 1 is in the Marvel box. And therefore, um, the skewed numbers really list how it did. At some point, I need to go through all of the, the variant ones I've gotten to run that list by Drew and, and see if any of these are retaining any kind of value or not. Just out of curiosity, but probably not. Yeah. We've got a Marvel Mystery Mini uh, 
um, She-Hulk or yeah, it's She-Hulk. It's, it's clearly than She-Hulk. So the mystery money is a little confusing because the other option is uh, is Captain Marvel, and if I throw the other object out of the box, it's Captain Marvel. Hmm. So not much of a mystery to these movies. <laughs> so should we call them obvious minis? Sure. <laughs> I'm helping over here. Mystery minis, obvious objects. Okay, there you go. They're bobble-headed. Hadn't realized. Interesting. And then next up is the uh, Funko Pop. This is number 144. It's a Marvel Collection exclusive. It is a Ronald Bobblehead version of Squirrel Girl. Um, and it looks inside uh, Tippy Toe. Um, the, uh, squirrel? The squirrel. Yes, it does. Um, but apparently the squirrel is not well loved and is not in the box. So other characters on the inside of the box are um, Spider Woman, the Black Widow, the Spider Gwen, another Thor, uh, Black Cat, Medusa, and I think another Spider Gwen. So Spider Gwen is getting quite a bit. Um, going now to the uh, answer key that is on the top of the box. Uh, the August box is going to feature Spider-Man, and that's, that's cool, I like Spider-Man. Um, and what they're saying about this box was t-shirt, oh, apparently there were a couple of different options for the t-shirt. Um, oh no, I took it back. There's the final shirt, and then they show what some of the other options, their design options were. So what they considered? What they considered. Oh, interesting. And I would say they probably picked the one I would have liked the best. Yeah. Um, Putting on my glasses so you can see it even better. One of them was like an Electra pop vinyl kind of a thing. Um, some of those Captain Marvel and a pop vinyl kind of a thing. And let's see if make out uh, the other one just yet. Part of it is... Uh, dark design on black shirt. Dark design on black shirt and small print. Um, for Civil War II, they showed the original cover art and then the uh, variant design they did. That's interesting. For the... Uh, uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, we show the concept, the sculpt, the color callouts, kind of almost a making of mm. thing, which nice. is cool. Yeah. Um, they show the concept art from Tim in the patch, and then also some of the design sketches and whatnot for uh, the two uh, minifigs, um, so Captain Marvel and uh, She-Hulk. So I like how they're trying to give not just uh, doing here's what you got, but a little bit more kind of inside of so yeah. what they decided and not necessarily why, but you know a little behind the scenes. A little color commentary about it. I yeah. Think that's cool. Well and I think the postcard was on top because the box has a divider, so things would rattle less. Yes. Well to rattle less and also to uh, keep the the fun show and all that stuff kind of secure and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and typically these have one or two of the fun shows or the other figures and such, the, the t-shirt, a comic, or whatnot. Um, so it's usually only what, about five items or something. Tops. Not counting the Yeah. This may, this might be more items. Usually I think it's closer to four items. This might be a little more than usual. I think we've got two of the smaller figures versus another one of the pop. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But, again, it's well-themed. Mm-hmm. And again, Amazing Spider-Man next time, it's, it's of course right up my alley. Yeah. So, very happy with this. Um, yeah, I think if you're a Marvel fan or if you're a Funko fan, this box is pretty much a, a go for it. I do you both. Yes, I would agree with that. But yeah, anything else in this box? I think that does it. 
Again, I want to apologize for the bad audio quality on my side of the conversation for those last couple of boxes. And I want to thank anyone who's made it this far into the episode. Uh, Hopefully you still enjoyed it. It was either skip doing those boxes entirely or go up with the audio we had. And I figured, well, worst case, you guys tune out a little early on this episode. Again, this is not the standard audio quality. I've been doing this for well over 1100 episodes and frankly that's part of the problem i got complacent i didn't check my equipment before doing the recording and that's what resulted in in the problem i'm going to be more diligent on that in the future so please continue tuning in hopefully you enjoyed the episode anyway so thanks for listening the show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.